You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. The following segment is a continuation of our conversation from last week's show. We jump right in where we left off. Please enjoy. So basically, you can pretty much throughout your journey in your life, or as I like to say, as you're walking down your path to bliss, you can pretty much experience all four of them at one point in the in your life, or you might only experience two of them because that might just be the perfect pathways for you. Um, but it doesn't matter if you don't experience all of them or if you only experience one of them. They all are just as important as the other, just depending on where you are with regards to where you're at in your journey in life. Yes, but I, I actually think everybody experiences all of them. I think there's not a person who doesn't hasn't said, oh, that tree is beautiful, or thank you for that beautiful bouquet of flowers, or my God, look at those stars, or, you know, something that you exclaim about nature. And that's the pathway of the gardener. It's just intimacy with nature. Mm. And there's not a person in the world that hasn't had a creative thought, that hasn't expressed themselves somehow with their imagination. So that's the pathway of the artist. We're all there. We, we can nurture it more. We can improve on skills. But we all have creativity, and that's what I want to remind and awaken. And there's not a person in the world that hasn't been touched in their heart uh, with love, with joy, with heartbreaking, with uh, deep feelings. We're all on the pathway of the lover, and sometimes we block it off. Sometimes we're wide open about it. And I believe each person has a sense of spirit, even if they don't believe in God or uh, the great creator or whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a sense of celebration or gratitude or blessings or um, a good toast at a party or just to celebrate a birthday. All of those are the path of the Spirit Weaver. So I actually believe that all of us do it. You might not do all the practices I write about, and that's not important. It's more to understand and awaken these elements in your life for more bliss, more joy, more blooming, um, more delight. Now, you, you know, you talk about the practice. Let's talk about the practices because, you know, that actually is a practical application um, that the listeners are going to, you know, want to want to take and, and bite on and chew a little bit. Where how did you come up with the practices? Is it it's described to us because I know you said there's like 120 of them in the book. How did you come up with these? Well, um, a lot of it's what my values are and it's what I love and what I do, and what I have learned over all my years. Um, And it is what I think has brought meaning and delight and purpose into my life. So I really evaluated, and I thought, and I made lists, and believe me, I have 120, but I probably came up with a 1,000 ideas. (laughs) And I had all these little post-its I had used. I had to take out the paintings off the walls of my house and just put up 
four big sheets of paper with all these stickies on them and another idea and another idea. Every, I'd be doing my yoga class. I'd be thinking of an idea. I'd be writing in the car. I'd be talking to friends. I always had notebooks with me. I actually cultivated these ideas over seven years. Um, they're not ideas that just, okay, this is academically important. These are all ideas that really have meaning and I really practice. So it was more of a discernment and a focus and trying to be clear and trying to have something that would have deep resonance with other people. Uh, so that's, and, and then to decide what would be my way to organize them. And like I have one of the practices on breath. Well, actually I have two on breath. And my editor said, breath? Why, do, why would you have two on breath? I said, well, because we do it all the time. You know, it's like a daily practice every, <laughs> all the time. But if we connect to our breath in different ways, I mean, we can calm ourselves down. We can be present. We can help our health. We can get ourselves from being all fluttered and being nervous to, you know, just just um, really calming and even getting inspiration. So there's, and, and knowing our happiness, being clear about what makes us happy so that we can bring joy to others and we can choose happiness rather than, you know, patterns that we've all probably dipped into that, that are because we're depressed or sad or not on the path of bliss. So how to, and then I think being um, purposeful in our lives so that we have a contribution, um, that we're living on purpose, that gives us great meaning and great delight and great joy when we have a sense of contribution and meaning. So those were some of the, and, and also to tell you the truth, it's also because I feel with climate warming and with the climate change, that the earth needs us. And I believe community needs us. And I believe children need us. And I believe we are all being asked to step up and we're all being asked to contribute. And we're all being asked to, our, our, I feel like our lifestyles will have to shift from lots of con- consumerism and materialism to meaning, meaning over materialism. So this is also part of my contribution to say, oh, you can have such joy by just drawing, you know, by just uh, telling a story to a child. You can have such joy by walks in nature or nurturing something. So it's also the bigger purpose of wanting people to explore and expand who they really are, to have more meaning, purpose, joy, delight from their contributions. Not to think, oh, God, I have to have that new car or these fancy clothes so that I have some kind of sense of self-esteem or, or like I've accomplished something. More out of teaching a child to read or um, helping a, a dog that is homeless or whatever you, you care about, food uh, for others. or So that was the deep reason behind it. And I, the back of the book, the last third, um, I have something, a process that I call life mapping. And it's something I teach uh, in workshops, but I also have the whole process in the back of the book. And it's to help guide people, readers, to go through, what are my passions? What do I really love? 
the, another section, what are my gifts and talents? What are the things that I have skill in? And then last, um, to really explore what do, what do I think the world needs? And that really helps us with our values. And it's like taking an inventory of what our bank account is in skills and loves and heart. And then we make action plans of how I put those together so that we can make a, a life with purpose and meaning. And then there's ways of, uh, I talk about of helping you get in balance. Some people are all about uh, helping others, but they get overextended, they get exhausted, they maybe have financial problems, but they're so generous, but they're out of balance. So they need to pull back in to that pruning of that lavender. Lavender is great. It's a wonderful <laughs> But you've got to pull it in if it's taken over. So, you know, it doesn't have to be whacked down. doesn't have to be pulled out. Just, you know, pruned so that, so that you have balance. And so all of these, um, to do the life map, I was doing it with good friends of mine for several years, evaluating my life, making prayers, saying, how can I best contribute? I love painting, I love writing, I love photography, I love teaching, but what is the best contribution I can make that the world needs today right now? And this book came out of that request, and it took dedication. It was years making it, and two years of full-time, eight to ten hours a day, and four years of great dedication. And as I said, it began seven years. So it's not a quick thing, it's, but it is my contribution. It's like the soup I cooked from the seeds I sowed, from the plants I grew, and it's what I, what I can offer, what I feel is important. Well, you know, that, that's beautifully put um, because everyone has their own path and their own journeys and their own lessons to learn here while we're, you know, uh, present on earth. And, and it's beautiful to know that no matter where you are on your path to bliss or in in whatever beautiful garden you may be walking through in your life, um, everybody's going to come across things that kind of shake them up a little bit or need to be pruned or weeded out or, you know, have, you know, times of bliss as well as times of, you know, not bliss, but it's it's how we handle our journey and how we see it and how we equate things that come to us that help us to be stronger and make us better. And you mentioned something that I was just going to go into. You mentioned something about life mapping. And so I just want you to tell the listeners out there, because I know you talk about this in your book, what exactly is life map- mapping and, and what is the process of this like? Because well, I, I do I believe that this, about you guys out there listening, I do believe that this information is going to help you. If you're somewhere on your journey and you just don't know what your purpose is or what it's all about or why you're even here, um, listening to Elizabeth right now talk about life mapping, I think is going to maybe help you connect some of the dots or put some of the pieces of the puzzle that are missing maybe into play for you. So this might be a golden nugget that you might want to pay close attention to and write down. So Elizabeth, can you just share with the listeners about um, life mapping? Well, as I said, it's the, big, the first part is to really 
take an inventory, really look at what you love. What are your passions? Do you love nature? Do you love animals? Do you love food? Do you love sports? Do you love uh, family time? It could be all of the above. Make a list and go on and on. And I've had people in my workshop say, but I don't have any passions. I say, okay, well, what do you love? Well, um, I love my grandchildren. Great. What else? And then that starts opening it up. But connect to what you love and to really develop that list. Um, The second, to really, really be honest about what are your skills and talents. What are your gifts? And what I mean by that is, are you a good organizer? Do you speak languages? Do you, um, are you good with children? Are you a cook? Are you great at gardening? Are you a good listener? All different kinds of skills. Are you a cheerful person? Are you a good storyteller? You know, and I've had people that have, in my workshops, that have been 30 or 40 years organizing big um, schools or, or big uh, organizations, but now they're retired and they don't even count those schools. I have found a pattern in most women to be very modest. And so they don't count most of their skills or they're very modest about what their gifts are. And I say, but you're fluent in two languages. Oh, anyone can speak Spanish and French. (laughs) And I go, no, no. And English. No, write it down. That is incredible. Um, You know, you are you're a really good sailor of boats. I mean, you can sail boats. Oh, well, anyone can do that. No, they can't. You know, all your, they might be hobbies, they might be photography, things that you love. It's interesting to look at if you have many similar things on both lists of your passions, your loves, and your gifts and talents. And it's wonderful when we have crossovers because then it seems to indicate uh, that we have we're much more in alignment. Let's say I love art and I'm good at art. Okay, so I have them on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else might say, well, I have a great love of golf, but my skill and talent is to be a, a dentist and um, an organize, organizer of businesses. So they might not have a crossover with that love. But then when, when you go to what the world needs, they might say, well, I think youth need to have more direction in their life. So when they're thinking of a life purpose that is going to combine all those, maybe they say, well, I'm going to put on a youth charity program that is going to be teaching um, underprivileged youth uh, golfing because I think it's a great skill that's going to get them in colleges and it's going to help them and um, that's going to be my business, and it's going to be my passion, and it's going to help these youth and it's for this purpose. So you start to connect the dots. Or you love bird watching, and that's your connection to nature, and that's a skill of yours. And you're going to teach people about that because it's going to help them know about silence and observation and connection to um, the seasons and all kinds of plants. And so anyway, you and then the the last one is your what you feel the world needs, like obviously, Rochelle, you believe that the world needs to follow their bliss and to find ways to connect. And you're creating, with your skills and talents, you've created a radio program so you can create a a community of listeners who you can inspire. 
and that is part of your vision, that you are connecting your skills as a speaker and a listener, your skills with your vision. And so you're directly living that. So, and then another, so we create actions to connect those. Mm -hmm. And we also go back to what is your North Star? What is, what is something that is going to really ground you? And sometimes I work with people individually or in my workshops about, well, my North, you know, like part of my North Star is I need to make sure that my finances are in order because of overextension or uh, too much volunteer work, so much fun, but I don't earn enough money. Right. Or I, I'm all about money. And I don't have any passion. I never, I work too much. And I, there's nothing I contribute to the community. I'm not nurturing anyone. I'm actually kind of being too self-absorbed. So that's another thing. Or I've let my health go. I need to have more time with my health, my vitality. Or my family, I'm, I'm ready for a separation because my family, I haven't given them. So basically, life mapping is, is really a process that someone can use to help them find their personal, quote unquote, North Star that um, is going to allow them to to live an, an authentic life with passion and meaning and direction, and um, it's going to enhance their all that they do in their physical being um, so much brighter, so to speak, um, that you know they will find joy and they will be able to equate some of the stuff that you've talked about and shared. Uh, into their lives and, and really truly understand the meaning of all the things that they do and why they do them um, and, and be able to be comfortable and grounded with that information. Is that, did I understand that correctly? Yes. And sometimes it's to, I, you know, I'm a grandmother who takes care of my grandchildren, but, and you might think, Oh, I'm not doing something big enough in the world. Um, to know that that work, that, storytelling to that child, that helping that child read, that creating that good food, creating that safe space, to creating that total love connection, that that is the best work you can be doing. And to remind yourself that you're connecting to your spirit, you're connecting to bring that child into nature, whether it's growing something in a pot or bringing them on a walk in a park, um, doing the creativity with them, so that you can, you can re- vitalize and um, give more power and grace back to yourself to realize, yes, I do have more meaning. Or you know what? I'm going to add a little of this. You know, I'm going to add, I think I do need to go to a um, some type of community, whether it's a church or uh, some kind of art group or something that's going to give me more sense of, of others or connection. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, it's different ways of creating an alignment with your your passions and purpose and and to actually help you find it Uh, Mm. i mean it's it's really you know it's really interesting because i just don't think people you know we're so caught up in technology and you know everything going so fast and being you know keeping up with the Joneses and, you know, a lot of times all of that external stuff can make us feel really, really bad. And I know a lot of people seek happiness from external sources and, and then they may achieve or accomplish something that they thought would lead them to feel more happier. And they realize that it, 
it doesn't and they continue to seek these you know, seek happiness, happiness from external sources. But when you take your life and you're living it in full bloom, as, as we're talking about here today, um, it really is about connecting with you and connecting, so to speak with mother earth and grounding yourself in finding that true happiness, that true self-worth, that true authenticity within yourself internally, because it's not, it doesn't exist externally. It really does exist in you. And when you do the life mapping process, like you said, you know, like you described, um, I think that will help to help people realize all the internal beauty and passion and purpose and talents that they have that they just take for granted. And, and I think it will help them to be able to see that there is happiness, there is joy, there is peace, there is bliss really inside them and they just need to tap into it. And I believe that your life mapping, what you describe in your book of living a life of full bloom can help so many people achieve that. And I think when they do that, when our society does that, we will be such a better place and we will have so many more happier people on planet earth. Do you, do you what's your take on that? Well, of course. And I think it's, it's a both and. It's not that you all from internal. I really believe in my inner work. It's like taking care of the soil and the garden before you plant. Mm-hmm. But it's also connection to others. It's connection. It's contribution to others, whether it's your own children or family or or the larger circle. And I really feel that that gives us purpose and meaning. And it's it also um, is what our community needs. It's all communities need people who are going to contribute in some way. And, you know, in there's so many ways that we can do that, but it will give more enrichment. And I also feel like having small celebrations along the way is really joyful. And it could be, gosh, I finally got this task done. And I used to be, uh, okay, well, what's your next one? What's your next one? Go down on the list. <laughs> next one, next way. And then you never celebrate. You never feel like, right. oh, my God, let's just um, have, a, have a great joy here. And maybe that joy is not drinking. Maybe it's not have, eating too much rich foods. Maybe it's taking a lovely walk. Maybe it's calling up a friend and saying, hey, let's, let's just take a walk together and talk and catch up. So you're getting exercise, you're outside, you're enjoying one another, but you have pauses of joy in your life, or maybe it's cooking dinner together and celebrating that way, but to celebrate along the way so that all our accomplishments, the big ones, of course, the graduations, the finishing the book, the getting the new job, the engagement or whatever, the big ones, of course we celebrate, but also the little ones, you know, I just finally got my taxes done. God, that was hard. <laughs> you know, that was that takes a lot. Well, let's celebrate that. Or I finally got the kitchen and the house cleaned. Man, I haven't washed my windows in two years. Okay, you know, celebrate it. Have people come over and look at the garden, you know, whatever. Um, celebrate along the way, especially those things that clutter that is so hard to clean up. The garage that's so hard to get, get organized. That we celebrate that. And we know that we are bringing, we're making space, we're making beauty, we're bringing things in, um, new possibilities with that kind of openness. 
So I think it's the inner work that we do is to really know ourselves well enough to give ourselves a pat on the back to say, yes, you have these skills. Yes, I'm so proud of you. Aren't you doing great? We say that to the little child. We say that to ourselves. We say that to others so that we're reflecting back that, that joyfulness. You see that love in that person's eyes. You see that, that delight, that eagerness, and you reflect it back, and you give them compliments, and you, you hold it in yourself so that it's out of wellness. It's, it's out of that deep well of, of sufficiency. Mm, beautiful. I, I really, really like that. So now we're coming to the part of the show where I would like for you to um, share one nugget of gold that you would like the listeners to take forth from this, this time that we've chatted together and, uh, and really, really absorb the information that we've discussed. What's your one nugget of gold for the listeners out there? I would say to go outside or look out the window and see something of beauty. Let your eyes rest on that cherry tree that's just starting to blossom or the glistening in the snow if you're back east or the whatever it is. See something of beauty and feel that beauty within you. Feel gratitude for it. Feel connection to it and see the beauty within yourself. You know, don't don't be saying, oh, I'm elderly or I need to lose weight or whatever. Just see the beauty in your own life and then make some, make some little kindness um, in your daily life. The thank you, the delight, the kindness to yourself, and then let that flow out to others. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. Now tell the listeners out there how they can uh, connect with you and also how they can pick up a copy of Living Life in Full Bloom. Well, Living Life in Full Bloom is at most bookstores. We, if you're lucky enough to have one in your in your neighborhood, <laughs> please yeah. support local bookstores. Um, it's by Rodale Press, uh, same ones that do organic gardening and men's health and women's health, Rodale. Um, and you can find it on Amazon or uh, Barnes & Noble. You can find it online. Living Life in Full Bloom. And then my website is elizabethmurray.com, www.elizabethmurray.com. And I have lots of uh, little movies and my paintings and photographs and ideas in it, on it. And I teach workshops and I give lectures around the country. And most of my workshops I teach in Monterey. I have an old historic house and people come here. But I also do a lot in Pebble Beach for corporations, and I'm traveling all over the country this year to um, lecture about my book. So my my workshops are in life mapping, they're in iPhone photography, they're in living life in full bloom, they're in painting. Oh, and I'm going to be giving a retreat, since you're in the Bay Area, that is in at Mercy Center in Burlingame, and that uh-huh. is the last weekend in May. And that's Mercy Center um, in Burlingame. And it's a beautiful retreat center with beautiful large gardens and wonderful trees. So that will be a Friday afternoon through Sunday afternoon, last weekend in May. So people could call there, get information. 
Wow, that's beautiful. We are um, very blessed to have you and to have you share your time with us here on Blissful Living. And uh, both of us being Northern Californians, living in Northern California, we're very blessed to live in a very beautiful uh, area of the country because we are, you know, close to the water and we're close to all these beautiful uh, areas that are, you know, just a few hours away from us. We're close to Yosemite and, you know, Monterey Peninsula and, and down there is just absolutely beautiful. And San Francisco Bay Area is beautiful. And we're close to the mountains and we're just surrounded by all this beauty and nature. So if any of you are in California, particularly Northern California, we're surrounded by beauty. And as you said, take a look outside and find something very beautiful and focus on that for your day today and carry that forth in your weekend. And if you're living in other parts of the country um, where you don't have the sunny weather like we do here in California in the winter, take take just wherever you're at, take that and look outside. There's You will find beauty in the snow. You will find beauty, you know, in, in desolate areas. You just have to open up your eyes and remove the shields and allow that, that essence to flow within you. And that, my friends, may be able to help you to live your life today, just a little bit more in full bloom. And so with that, I'd like to thank Elizabeth Murray for her wonderful insight, inspiration, and beauty. You, I really do highly suggest that you go take a look at her book, pick it up. The photos in the book are absolutely phenomenal. And if you don't see beauty outside your window, then go pick up her book and just open up one of the pages to the beautiful photos there. That way you can still have beauty uh, equate it and experience it in your life because they're absolutely stunning. Um, and I want to thank you, Elizabeth, for, again, being a guest on the show. And you guys, please connect with her at www.elizabethmurray.com. Um, you might want to attend her retreats. You might, you know, just want to attend one of her workshops. But whatever it is, connect with her if this has resonated with you and you'd like to learn more about how you can actually live your life in full bloom as you travel down your path to bliss. And with that... I would say thank you for listening to Blissful Living this week. Again, thank you, Elizabeth, for being a guest on the show. It was absolutely a pleasure to have you. And to all of you out there listening, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Please go check out the Health Healing and Wellness Company at www.healthhealingwellness.com. I know they have some phenomenal things uh, that's occurring within that company that is guaranteed to help you have optimal health and well-being holistically and naturally. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye for now. Until next week, have a phenomenally fabulous week and take good care. I'm Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. And uh, bye for now, everybody. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.